0: Guy has already introduced me as one wild. (laughs) Yeah? Uh, I come from uh, India. My wife and myself are here. Come from a different culture. So the things that I'm going to share this evening, I hope you don't take it as an offense in terms of culturally, but uh, I don't mean to offend any one of you. (laughs) All right? Um, But I... I don't want to refrain myself, you know, what God has put in my heart. And I want to say thank you, guys, for welcoming and receiving us to this place. And I believe God is already doing great work, and he's going to show his power this evening as we gather together in expectancy. Amen? Amen. When John um, started off yesterday, he served as the starters which included the kingdom of God, Holy Spirit, and mission. And this morning there was a prophetic word. Someone said, our God is a good cook. He's a chef. He's preparing things in the kitchen. And do you know this? Our God prepares Indian dish. <laughs> and tonight and tomorrow morning, you're going to have some curries. This particular dish will turn your spirit, (laughs) not only your stomach, Turn your spirit. (laughs) And it will launch out you into greater things in the purpose of God. You missed an opportunity to say amen to that. (laughs) You know, just before um, I got out to preach, uh, someone gave me a prophecy. He said, uh, he was in India, I forgot your name, (laughs) Um, Al Al. Alright, okay. (laughs) Whatever that is. (laughs) Sorry, I can't get names, so so no offense, please. Uh, (laughs) It said he was in India, and uh, it's seen how people from this nation have come to be a blessing to our nation. And I want to say, you are a nation, have blessed us immensely but there is a scripture in the bible says i will bless those who bless you so this evening i've come here as a blessing from god to this nation and i believe you will be greatly blessed amen amen Jesus is alive and he's doing well. You know, Evan, he left, isn't it? He led us to two times of worship and he left. He made us work very hard, didn't he? He made us dance, steps, all those things. And uh, I must say that I'm also going to make you work this evening. So... I'm a bit cold, <laughs> yeah, um, and I need you to just respond to me to keep myself warm. <laughs> so, when I say things, you know, I really expect you to, you know, in my country, in our church, people say, Amen, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, as we preach and we engage the, the, the congregation. And I will really encourage you to, you know, just have a response. So, I'm saying Jesus is alive and he's doing well in India. <laughs> Jesus is alive and he's doing well in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to preach on the kingdom of God this evening. So he's, John served us with the starters. So tonight and tomorrow morning... Main course, tonight is called Kingdom of God and tomorrow I'll be talking on the Holy Spirit. So, I want to pray before I start and I would request everyone to stand please. This is a prayer that I'm going to make, but I would like you to join me. It's a prayer the Lord taught his disciples. So would you join me? I read, go by one by one, line by one, and I read and then you repeat after me. Our Father in heaven, heaven. hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your Your will be done done. on on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts debts. as we also have forgiven our debtors. And And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. evil. Amen. Amen. Please sit down. If you have your Bible... Please turn with me to the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 9 onwards. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way. Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of the light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 13, I'm going to read it again. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. Jesus brought us out from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of His Son. He delivered us from the power of darkness into His kingdom. You know, when I said about, I'm going to share about the kingdom of God, I would like you to put a new cap this evening on your head. It is not a cap of uh, the one which in New Frontiers we are So used to, you know, we've got wonderful doctrine, good Bible teaching, good foundation in the Word of God. But this evening, I want you to put that cap of faith and receive the Word. So it's not really a teaching or detailed teaching on the Kingdom of God, but it is something that will stir our hearts and to expect God to do great things as we hear this Word. Amen? Amen? Right. He has, Jesus, has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into his kingdom, into his kingdom of light. Darkness means all the bad things in life. Darkness means sin. Guy has so beautifully put it across this morning. And I felt as he shared he served us so beautifully and I felt as he finished sharing, uh, something like felt, you know, the number of people came forward and prayed over and they received a freedom, a kind of weight around their ankle was removed and now they are able to run and go and uh, uh, accomplish great things for God. And I believe that deliverance, that kind of breakthrough has come. Now it is important for us to hear. What God has delivered us and brought us into. He delivered us from the dominion of darkness. All the bad things. What are the things that we can think of when we talk about darkness? Poverty, which is very much in our nation. Restlessness. Family problems. Curse. Depression. Sickness sin, all the bad things. And Jesus has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of God. Everyone who believes in Jesus, let me tell you this very, very clearly. You are now, you and me are now in a kingdom that is far superior than the one we were in. Amen. We are in a kingdom that is far superior than in the one we were in before. We belong to a kingdom which is unshakable. We are in a kingdom, and we belong to a King. His name is Jesus. Kingdom. Kingdom is, means dominated by a King. We are dominated by our King, whose name. Is Jesus. We who believe in Jesus Christ. We are dominated by Jesus Christ. Our lives are dominated by Jesus Christ. And I'm not ashamed to say this. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God. Unto salvation for all those who believe. And I want to say this friends. We belong to none other than Jesus Christ. He is. He dominates our life. He, he, he rules and reigns over our lives. This is called the kingdom of God. Full of life. And full of power. And full of love. Jesus dominates. He rules our life. Jesus prayed a wonderful prayer that we all prayed this evening. Our Father... In heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is a prayer Jesus made. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He didn't pray any other things. He said, Lord, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I believe with all my heart, church is a platform to bring the glory of God on the face of the earth. Jesus said, I will build my church. I want to say that every church planting initiative, every mission opportunities, everything that we do, let it be towards building this kingdom of God everything that we do must have a direct implication to the kingdom of god everything is perfect in heaven i believe that do you everything everything there is no sickness in heaven so those you know whom we have opportunity to pray for the sick please do it now in heaven we will not have an opportunity in heaven, you don't need to lay hand on anyone. In heaven, we'll only be lifting our hands and worshipping this wonderful king. Jesus is our king. Many of us are thinking that we will be better off when we go to heaven. But I believe we got to see the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven while we're alive in this world you and me are kingdom people we belong to a king we belong to a superior kingdom and i don't know is a word that i'm not aware that you know something that to say that it is a superior the, it is the highest form of any kingdom that we can think of and we belong to that kingdom we belong to jesus and we belong to a superior kingdom and we we as children of god we who are christians we to demonstrate the superior kingdom upon the inferior kingdom in this world. Let me tell you this. You have not become a born again to become a struggling Christian. We are called to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We are not called to struggle. I do know that there are people struggle with sin. People struggle with Depression, people struggle with sickness, but that is not what we are called to do. We are called to have, we are called to reign in life. We are called, as the one says, and now in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Who loved us? Jesus. Jesus loved us and He has given us this great power to live in the superior kingdom. You and me are kept here to demonstrate the superior kingdom on the inferior kingdom. It is important that we understand this. You are not kept here just to go to church every Sunday, carry your Bible and read your Bible daily and pray every day and go to sleep, go to work and have your life as a routine we are here god has as the scripture i read earlier he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into his kingdom so that we would be the agent the representatives of his kingdom on earth we are the ambassadors of christ jesus yes we are we are the ambassadors all our mission church planting Training can be, become a mere program if you don't understand this truth. I believe, I don't know about you, but I believe when I arrive into a situation, the kingdom of God arrives. When I arrive into a situation, Jesus arrives in that place. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. And I want us to believe that this evening. We are, we look normal. But we are not normal. (laughs) We belong to a kingdom that is far superior kingdom than anything that we anybody can think in this world. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10. He sent out his disciples two by two. And as the scripture says in Luke 10. Those places where he sent his disciples is a place Jesus was about to go. And what did he ask them to do? Go, preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons, and proclaim the kingdom of God. And that is what we are called to do, friends. We are called to proclaim the kingdom of God wherever we go. Can I hear an amen for that? We are called to proclaim Jesus wherever we travel. I've travelled into many places when I used to work in the secular job. I travelled around in many places. Now I travel around proclaiming the gospel. Wherever I go, I see it as an opportunity to proclaim the gospel. I travel in the aircraft. I, I think a person sitting next to me is a, a candidate that I can share the gospel with. I look for opportunity where I can share the gospel. I believe. You will go back from this place having a revelation of the kingdom of God. Not a knowledge of the kingdom of God, but a revelation of the kingdom of God. And we will behave and act like kingdom people. When you arrive in a situation, the superior kingdom arrives. If someone is sick in your neighborhood, and you are a Bible-believing, born-again Christian... And I know many people, there are people like that in our nation too. You tell them about, they tell you about your sickness and immediately you have a list of advice to give it to them. What you eat, what you shouldn't eat, which medicine to take, which doctor to go, which hospital you can get treated, etc. Hey, we are kingdom people. We have a king who has given us the authority to lay hand on the sick and he said, and they shall be healed. They shall be healed. And that is a promise. God hasn't given his people a medical prescription. He has given us his eternal word. It says, you lay hand on the sick and they shall be healed. I'm not sharing with you what I'm thinking right now. I'm sharing with you what I am doing in my life. I believe I am a kingdom man. I love to see Jesus in action wherever I go. Not just only on a church meeting. In fact, I see more action during the week than on a Sunday. That's true. I see more action. I get called almost every day, asking people asking me, you know, we have a situation, there's somebody there with cancer, someone there with heart problem, someone there's another situation, can you come and pray? If someone has a financial difficulty, can you come and pray for them? Hey friends, we are not just going there to pray for the sake of praying, we are going there to bring in the superior kingdom over the inferior kingdom. And we are called to do that. Can you imagine over a thousand people in this in this in this tent? You know, we all are impacted by the calling, we all are impacted by the kingdom of God. We can go out from this place and we can make a huge difference in the church and the neighborhood that we live in. We can. We've got to believe that Jesus has called us. When light comes. Darkness must disappear. The Gospel of John says, the light came and the darkness could not overcome it. That must be a great, huge comfort for us. This light that is Jesus came and the darkness could not overcome it. You and me know that when the light comes, darkness must go. Where it goes, that's not our problem, but it must go. Light must come and darkness must come, must go. And we are the light. Jesus called us to be the light. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. But righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, I don't think there is a dispute between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. Because dispute comes with two equal powers. I believe the kingdom that I belong to is far superior. It's far greater to have a dispute with it. And you can try, but the end result is going to be the same, that none will succeed over this great kingdom that we belong to. And we belong to the kingdom of Jesus. Many of us, make our enemy bigger than he is our enemy is smaller he's, he he is he's cunning he is he is uh, is smart but we don't have to worry about it we belong to a god who has said the glory of the lord will cover the whole earth as water covers the sea. That's the king we belong to. It says in Romans 5.17 If because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will, will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. Another scripture that I want, I want you to listen to this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Somebody said amen to that. I'm going to read that again at the end of it without me saying you're going to say amen to it. Yeah? But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen. Amen. Well done. Well done. You and me are called to proclaim the excellencies of God. Can you imagine? Ephesians chapter 5 says, Be imitators of God. What a wonderful call that is. You and me are called ordinary people. People who live in sin. People who worship all kind of things. Pagan worship or no worship. We ignored God. We rejected God. He called us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into His marvelous kingdom so that we can proclaim His excellencies. Hallelujah. We are not ordinary people. We are a people chosen by God. So that we can imitate him. We can proclaim his excellencies among his people. You may be a businessman. Or you may be a doctor. A teacher. But the truth is. You are a royal priesthood. Disguised. As a businessman. Disguised as a doctor disguised as a teacher so you go back to schools when your term starts you are not just a teacher there to teach the children you are primarily an agent of the kingdom kingdom of god to proclaim the excellencies of jesus christ so you go back to your school not as just as a teacher but as a kingdom representative you go back to your hospital as a doctor Not just to treat people, because you are there as a representative of Jesus Christ. You may be a housewife. You may be doing something in the church. But the fact is, you are disguised in that particular role that you play. But you are primarily a kingdom person. You are there to demonstrate the superior kingdom of God. On the place God has put you in. So. Does it have to happen. Everything in the church? No. In fact more should happen outside the church meeting. Than in the church meeting. We should go back from Monday to Saturday. What we do is more important than what we do on a Sunday. In fact we carry on doing what we are doing. Or that has been done throughout the week on a Sunday. Some time ago. I received a prophetic word over my life and since until that prophecy came over my life I was normal (laughs) and the prophecy was this as you proclaim the gospel signs and wonders will follow As you proclaim the gospel, signs and wonders will follow. That was the first prophecy that came over my life before I started stepping out and, and seeing people saved, people healed, etc. Since that prophecy over my life, I started praying for people. I started preaching the gospel, passionately sharing, the, sharing my faith with one another, one-on-one, in gatherings, in preaching. Every time I stepped out in proclaiming the gospel, signs and wonders accompanied. Friends, this evening, I want you to raise your faith. Expect God to use you. Don't expect God to use only your pastor. He is used by God in any way. How about The entire church getting caught up with the mission of Jesus Christ. We are called to proclaim the gospel. We are called to lay hand on the sick. We are called to deliver people from bondages. We have the answer. Amen. If we don't have the answer, the world don't have it. Recession is a big thing now, isn't it? I think people are coming out of recession. I don't think the world had an answer for recession. But I want you to know this. As kingdom people, we have an answer for every situation that we face. I'm not saying that, you know, it would be wrong for me to say that we don't, you don't have any situation. You don't face any difficult situation. We all go through difficult situation. But the fact is, the truth is this, that in the midst of the difficult situation... We have amazing promises that come from God that He will help us. That's why we belong to this kingdom as a superior kingdom of God. We as a church is involved in, uh, for, were involved in the 40 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, we've been doing that for the last five years. And uh, every time we, while we were in this prayer and fasting, when we came out of this prayer and fasting, God did amazing things. On the 9th of this month, we completed our 40 days of prayer and fasting. And it was a Sunday, and it was a great day to conclude the prayer and fasting. We said, let's have a time of winning souls. So the church invited friends and relatives to come over and experience. And we uh, kind of advertised, saying that we as a church have been praying for you, and we are going to pray for you on that day. Come and receive the blessings from God. And we had over 50 visitors on that morning. And I got up to preach. And as I got up to preach, I said, the power of God is here to heal, to set people free. And as I said that, people experience tremendous power of God in that room. I've not even started touching people or laying my hands on anyone. Sort of even started praying for anyone individually. I had some word of knowledge, people with some particular aches and pains, and you know, in different parts of their bodies. And I said, as as uh, just sort of not even preach. As I stood up there, the power of God came upon so mightily in that place. And a young man who came for the first time for that meeting, and believe me, friends, that boy particular. Young man, I was praying for him for 40 days. I was praying for him for 40 days. He had never been to our church, but I I seen him in one uh, one gathering, and I I started praying for this man, and he came for that meeting, and he was standing there right behind. And as I said, the Lord is touching you, and this is what he said. He came after I finished praying. He came running up to the front, and he said, "I had some pain on my shoulder." As the prayer went up, he fell down. This is what he said. He was standing at a place and he was kicked from the side and he fell four feet away. Four feet away from where he was standing. His, his, some people stood nearby him. They were amazed. They said they never seen anything like that. He's a first time visitor. He was kicked from the side and he fell four feet away and he got up and he was healed. And I want to say this. Since that day, they've been coming to church. <laughs> and in that meeting, there was another couple. They were completely idol worship Hindu background, and he is a, he is a management graduate, MBA guy. And uh, he and his wife came, and as I said, lift your hands and worship God. They both lifted up their hand, and I had, I had words of knowledge for this couple. And they were so powerfully impacted by that meeting. What happened? The presence of God was so powerfully upon that place. And they were so impacted. And this is their testimony. In the following week they came and they testified this. This is a Hindu couple came to our meeting for the first time. And they received this power. This is what he said. He said he had an abdominal pain. He came for the meeting for the first time. He had an abdominal pain. And he said, when I said to them, lift your hands and pray and believe God. And the pain left. The week after that, he came and testified he was free from pain for the whole week. His wife was a diabetic patient. And this is her faith and this is her testimony. She said she went from the meeting, a kind of weight was lifted off her shoulder. She was free from pain, all kind of discomfort, and then she stopped taking medicine for diabetes, and whole week she didn't take medicine. The following week she came and testified for the glory of God. During the week, a friend who invited them, he called me up, and he said, you know, I want you to know what happened to this couple. I said, tell me. He said, you know, when, when the visitor came, we gave them a pack. In that pack, there was a New Testament. And he said, Mr. Ram, was a man who came and his wife, he said on Monday, Sunday he was at our meeting, on Monday, Mr. Ram went to, you know, in the garden, in, outside where he lives, and went to the garden with this New Testament in his hand. He went there and he started testifying to people, the audience in the garden he had been to church only one day, and he got a new testament in his hand and telling the people Jesus is alive and he's doing well. Amen. <laughs> Amen. His wife. Now, this is this is a story that happened two weeks ago, I'm telling you, fresh straight from the oven. <laughs> I got, I got loads of stories. Those are frozen ones. Yeah. Okay. This is straight from the island. Still hot. His wife testified, you know, the week after that she came and she said after she went from our meeting, her faith was so high. And she, her brother called up and he said her brother's friend was admitted in the hospital, in the ICU, intensive care unit. And he had a brain fever. And she said to her brother... Okay, this is a lady who had been to our church once, by the way. She said to her brother, Listen, I've been for a meeting this morning. That man said, Jesus is alive and he can do miracles. I'm going to pray over the phone, you know, for your friend. Guess what? She, a one week old Christian... I mean, I'm not sure whether she's fully Christian yet. <laughs> but she had faith in Jesus. Yeah? She came one week into the church. She prayed over the phone for her brother's friend, and her brother's friend was discharged from the hospital. Jesus is alive and he's doing well in India. Do you want Jesus to do well? Yeah. He is doing well in anywhere. Do you want Jesus to act powerfully in your life? Hey, we belong to a kingdom that is far superior. We belong to a kingdom that is the, the, the supreme kingdom. And we belong to that king. His name is Jesus. And he wants to act in our life. And through our life. This morning, I was so I was so blessed to see the way people came forward to be prayed over. Friends, now that you are free, your ankles have been free from the weight that you've been carrying. The weight of sin. The weight of all the things that God has shared. You've now have been free from all that. Let us now run for the gospel. Let us, let us, you know... We, we hear about the swine flu and you know all these kind of things, and people are so worried about what is what is what is our answer for what should be our response? Yes, we want to if that something happens, we want to get treatment. Hey, we have the people. We are the people. God has promised us in Isaiah. Uh, uh, Isaiah um, uh, so, sorry, uh, Psalm ninety says that ninety one is that. It The thousand may fall to your right. The ten thousand may be on your left. But they will never come near your tent. We have this great assurance from our king. Sickness, poverty, bondages has to run away. Because the king is coming into your situation. No one can stop that happen. Except you. No one. We solve ourselves. We believe many things, but we don't believe that God can heal or God can deliver or God can change a man's life. God can work in anyone's life He wants. If God is waiting for you and me to take that step of faith and reach out to somebody, lay hand on somebody, pray for somebody, and God is saying, when you do that, I will come in. Friends, let us let us get really. Let's raise rise above in our faith. Let's believe that Jesus has called us not to have a struggling Christian life. Let us believe that God has called each one of us for a great purpose. That we will we will spread in the left and the right, in the in front and back, every direction. We will we will spread this kingdom of God. Our nation needs Jesus. This nation, the people from this nation have come into our nation to bless, to proclaim the gospel. And we are greatly blessed. But I believe now it is God is doing amazing things, taking people from our nation, bringing into this place and to proclaim the gospel. And I believe it is time that we receive the king that is coming in our way. Joy, strength, victory and power will come. As we follow this king. Matthew chapter 6 teaches us that. Do not worry about anything. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's probably the only scripture most of the Christians know about the kingdom. Hey. That's not the only thing Jesus talked about it. Jesus said let your kingdom come. On earth as it is in heaven. Let there be a place where Christians live. There's peace, there's joy, righteousness. All these things will multiply because they are the characters of the kingdom of God. And it is important that we believe when people look at you, they should see the king and the kingdom in you. The question I want to ask you, when people look at you, not that you're church people, people, your neighborhood Your colleagues, your friends in the college school, when they look at you, do they see Jesus in you? Or they don't see Jesus at all in you? If they see Jesus in you, praise God. Maybe there is some of us tonight, you want to take a step and say that, oh, Jesus, I want to be like that. I want to be that person, go back from this camp and I want to go back As a person, live for Jesus. I will see the power, the demonstration of the grace and the power of God in me and through me. That's what I want to see. I want to see an increasing measure of the power of God and the grace of God working in my life. I want to believe this. When I arrive, Jesus arrives. His kingdom arrives. It is not a weak kingdom. It is not a poor kingdom. It is a powerful kingdom. It is a powerful kingdom. When I arrive, I believe, I want to, I want to say to, um, you know, there are people that I visit. There are situations that I, you know, I've come across. People had no money. I said, you know, on the ninth of this month when, when I was preaching, I said, this week, this week, you will see financial breakthrough. And next Sunday, the following Sunday, we had, We had testimonies, people, people had job, they lost their job, they got their job back. People had large sum of money coming on their way. And I I was preaching on um, this topic about the lady who had an issue of blood. Twelve years, you know that story. Twelve years of issue of blood. And when she reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she was healed immediately. And I said... This happened 2,000 years ago, and this can happen even today. Last Sunday, a lady came and spoke to my wife. She had an issue of blood for one month, and that was stopped on that day. Jesus is alive, and He is doing well. Amen. And He can do it. He can do it. We belong to a King who is far superior than anything that we can think of. He rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into his marvelous kingdom. For what? So that we may declare the excellencies of our king. What are the excellencies of our king? We may go out from this place as an agent of Jesus Christ, proclaiming the gospel unashamedly. Preaching. Those who are called to preach. Preach with power. Preach with conviction. That God may come in. The king may come into our situation. And as the king arrives, everything else move, give way for him. Everything. We don't have too many kings and queens these days. You have one. <laughs> Even even your your queen when she comes, you know people stand on either side of the road with flowers and it's, you know pay a lot of respect. And you know I've seen in the in the in the video footage where people as she passed, people cry and weep and they're overjoyed. Hey, we belong to a king who is far superior than any other king, any other queen in this world. His name is. Jesus his name is Jesus this kingdom his kingdom is full of power his kingdom is a powerful kingdom in Acts chapter 28 when Paul this survived from a shipwreck and it says as they were warming themselves up a a snake came and wrapped up on his hand and people looked at him and said oh there must be this man must be a terrible man even after surviving from a shipwreck Look at a snake has caught on him. And Paul, what did he do? He just shook the hand and the snake fell off. People expected him to die. But nothing happened to him because he belonged to a superior kingdom. This belief, I believe this evening, God is stirring your heart as you heard, hear this word. Stir, God is stirring your spirit and something needs to shake off. That thing that comes on your way like a poison or something. There's a kind of bondage. And God is saying, you are called. Shake it off. Shake it off. Everything that is not of the kingdom, shake it off. And you can move on in the kingdom of his power. Take authority in the name of this king. Go out in the name of the superior king. you're not going back home alone king jesus is going to go with you you go back to your offices or schools or wherever college wherever which are the places where you go to go you go back from this camp you're not going back alone jesus is going to go with you he has promised us he told his disciples therefore go into all the world don't shared that scripture. Four different people read that scripture last night. And he said, I will be with you till the very end of the age. He is not a king who abandons us. He is a king who keeps his promise and be with us. Friends, I'm standing here. I'm seeing a kind of vision that caught my mind. You know, In Christian life, we give our life to Christ and we decide to follow Him. And a day comes, we are very excited, and suddenly something happens sin or discouragement, and enemy attacks. And you are pushed back and you wanted to press on, but the enemy, you felt the enemy stronger and stronger. And you push back, and you've been pushed back, and you've been pushed back, you've been pushed back. But what I'm saying this is today is this. Tonight a vision is given to me, and I want to say this. This day, the enemy has been, all these years, enemy has been pushing you back and back, and you're going backward. But now, after hearing this message, something that is happening in your heart, and you're saying that, Oh, that's enough! I'm going to now stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. And tonight, you will see the deliverance of God. You will turn around and you will push the enemy backward. Enemy has been pushing you backward. Now you will push the enemy backward because you have the superior kingdom and the king, Jesus, is with you. Are you ready for that? Don't worry about your situation. Just know who you are. You and me belong to the King. His name is Jesus Christ. Shall we stand?